0: Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has partnered with Tech Systems, an industry leader in technology and talent services, to provide rewarding careers for IT professionals into a variety of industries, including government and military agencies. Tech Systems has helped more than 15,000 servicemen and women pursue a career in IT since 2013. They're currently hiring veterans through Orion to fill a variety of roles in application services, cybersecurity, cloud services and network support, and IT support, outsourcing, and deployment. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with two veterans and tech systems recruiters, Brad Hicks and Jeremy Smith, to discuss their military backgrounds and what they do at tech systems. Brad and Jeremy will give an inside look at how they work with transitioning service members and veterans, and discuss the companies they work with and why veterans are a good fit for IT roles. If you'd like to learn more about tech systems or apply for a career, visit us online at www.oriontalent.com forward slash systems. That's T E K S Y S T E M S. If you have any questions about this interview, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com.
1: Brad and Jeremy, thanks for joining me today.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having
3: us.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you guys. When we were talking on the phone just a couple of minutes ago, I was telling you how I talked to one of your coworkers, Cynthia McCready, and maybe someone who's listening to this. They may have seen some of the emails that we've sent out since then. We did a blog post, and um, she shared some really good information. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say. We've been partnered with TechSystems for several months now, and the career opportunities are, um, they're unique, they're different from opportunities that we've offered in the past. And so I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that in detail, about some of the things that you guys have in terms of you know, opportunities, certain companies that you work with, and then also tips that you have for veterans who wanna transition into an IT role. So before we get into all of that, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, and Brad, I'll have you go first.
3: All right, thanks, Megan. Uh, yeah, so I am. Um, uh, I uh, spent five years in the United States Army as an active duty uh, soldier, uh, three years of inactive reserves, and then I um, went into. Uh, I got accepted into the University of Central Florida here in Orlando. Um, so I uh, spent a, a few years there pursuing my bachelor's degree in business management uh, with a focus on uh, on uh, employee relations, and then I, uh, you know, I. Actually happened to know somebody that was currently working at Tech Systems who said that this was a really great opportunity. They were a really fast growing company, uh, one of the largest companies in the country uh, in this industry, in the i t industry and um, you know I came in and uh, saw the office environment that we had here and thought that it was a, a really great opportunity to kind of get into the corporate world.
1: Awesome, very good, Jeremy. How about you? Yeah,
3: so
2: I actually was in the United States Air Force, uh, active duty for about five years, uh, and then I transferred over to the Reserves, cross-trained uh, into a different uh, role. I actually started as a combat engineer at the 823rd Red Horse Squadron over at Herbert Field, uh, and then I went into Ops Management, and my Reserve unit was over at Tyndall Air Force Base. Um, then I actually, after I got out, I went to UCF, uh, got my bachelor's degree in sports and exercise science. So obviously nothing to do with IT, uh, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, this is still a very interesting field for me. I've been with tech for about two years now. I originally heard about tech from a couple friends that I played kickball with, uh, kind of like a fun little intramural drinking league uh, that we all partaked in, partook in back in a couple years ago. So. Uh, that's how I first heard about it, and you know, that's you know, kind of how I got invested.
1: That's awesome. So for both of you, you are veterans, which is great because I'm sure that lends itself very well to, you know, working with other veterans and recruiting them into these different roles. But neither of you have um, really a background in tech. So what was it that made you decide to pursue a career in this field?
3: So um, yeah, so I mean, just looking, you know, basically at the market and kind of, you know, where we see the uh, you know where I see uh, the future uh, industry going uh, you know technology is just you know becoming more readily available whether it be to you know civilians or the military Uh, you know the growth that we've seen in the industry just over the last 10 years alone has really exploded and you know it's a really great opportunity to kind of you know not necessarily have to work on the technical side of the tech industry but rather you know help uh, uh, you know help uh, I guess you could say uh, you know, help uh, other people who may be uh, on the technical side kind of find the best opportunity for them within that industry.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially on the government
3: side
2: of house. I mean, just us being government services over at Tech Systems, uh, working closely with big name government integrators like Lidos, like Lockheed, like Boeing, um, like Raytheon. I mean, you name it, we've worked with them. Um, and and not just them, like throughout all of tech, uh all Fortune 500 companies, I think it's like 85 to 90% of them we work with and help staff uh, a lot of these different programs and projects that they have going on. So it, it kind of hits close to home for us. I know we work with a lot of transitioning veterans, uh, four or five, six months out from them actually transitioning out of the military and into a, a civilian job. And a lot of times uh, these IT gentlemen don't know exactly where they're going to go or just need some inside, uh, you know, just information that's not super readily available on the government side. We just work with so many different customers that we have an understanding around, you know, what pay structures they should really be in the market for, for their skill set and years of experience, uh, clearance levels, things like that, what certifications to go ahead and start looking at, what kind of education they need to be working towards, you know, different things to help them market themselves in the best way possible and to continue to grow their career. And Obvious and honestly, we we just really you know like getting people shored up and ready to walk out of a uniform and walk into you know a different environment uh, as a contractor and uh, you know just get get a foothold of um, what's going on in, in that sector and just really get themselves established established for the rest of their uh, civilian careers.
1: Yeah and you mentioned a lot of really good things there that I want to talk about um, later when we talk about the exact role that you know tech systems plays when it comes to placing military candidates but um, before we get to that I, you've mentioned some of the things that Tech Systems does, um, but I wanna ask you if there's anything else that Tech Systems does um as a company, um, whether it's, you know, telling us more about your overall mission or even like I know that you guys do a lot with the military community that's like not even related to job placement. So is there anything that you can tell us about that?
2: Yeah, I actually we do a lot with veterans. Uh, we had a booth over at the what was it, the SVA? Student, Student Veterans Association. We had a, a booth at their national convention over here in Orlando, Florida, uh, where we just got to talk to a lot of transitioning veterans, or uh, veterans that are in the you know process of getting their degrees and things like that. Uh, that was really fun. Got to give a lot of good insights. Still some people that I communicate with to this day uh, on that side of house that are still going through school that still ask for some advice here and there. Um, also, uh, about a couple weeks ago, uh, we did a volunteer for a golf outing for the survivors of the Battle of Fallujah. A lot of the guys that uh, went through it, everything there and uh, just have a lot of things that uh, they've been through that, you know, we just wanted to give them a down day to kind of, you know, release tension, get to meet up with buddies like old friends and to really just, you know, combat a lot of the issues we're seeing as far as PTSD, depression, mm-hmm. um, bring, you, you know, suicide awareness, whatever we can to help uh these guys uh, on the civilian side you know it's a, it's a hard transition especially for something like that and uh, we got to partner with a very awesome company Veterans Alternative uh, to go ahead and do it for these guys free of charge to them and uh, you know just got re- to really spend time with them and, and just let them know you know there's still people that care and uh, Tech Systems is definitely a company that does
1: yeah and you know I think it's cool because when through the partnership with Orion, you guys aren't necessarily hiring people to come work for Texas Systems, it's really for these other companies that you work with, however. Um, I think it would still be good for our military candidates to know what a great and military friendly organization you are. I know you've won the Military Friendly Employer Award for several years. Um, also for Military Friendly Spouse Awards. And, um, I mentioned one of your coworkers earlier who I spoke with for a blog post. And, um, she stationed over in Germany. She just couldn't say enough about how accommodating Texas has been for her while she's been working over there while her husband's deployed. So, um, you know, in addition to the military friendly awards, I know that you've got, you know, partnerships with vets in tech, higher purpose, Pat Tillman foundation. So lots of things that, you know, if veterans aren't going to work at Texas, at least they know, um, really the integrity of the company that they're working with when they're working toward these IT roles.
3: Right. And, um, you know, uh, we really try to focus in and kind of understand, you know, what it is that, you know, they, you know, veterans or even transitioning, you know, military service members need, you know, just to learn even about the market, you know, you know, kind of like you said, outside of just getting them a job, you know, we really try to help them just understand and kind of, you know, see what opportunities there are for them, you know, what are available for them and and really kind of the best uh you know the best methods for them to uh you know start to locate uh some of these careers and maybe even some of the uh educational paths that they should take um you know in regards to some of the emerging technologies that we see in the industry so instead of just Mm -hmm. really you know focusing on getting them a job we really want to focus on you know helping them decide and kind of you know learn a little bit about the industry as to where they want to go in the industry
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned earlier some of your government clients, or I believe you said government integrators, so I don't want to say it wrong. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you mentioned um, Boeing. I know you've in the past mentioned like Lockheed Martin, SpaceX, tons of different companies that anyone in the military would, you know, obviously be, be familiar with. Can you fill in the blanks for, I mean, I know there's a lot, so I know I've missed a lot of those.
3: Yeah, so uh, some of our largest integrators like you said uh, starting with Lockheed Martin. Uh you all, we also work a lot with uh SAIC, Science Application uh, International Corporation. Uh we do some work with uh Siemens, we do some work with Boeing, SpaceX, NASA. Um you know kind of like as you said there's just so many to uh list off. Uh we also do quite a bit of work with just about every branch of the military um and the uh, Department of Defense. So uh, it you know anything that ha- that really has to do with government uh and any of the uh integrators that maybe uh, they work with we are um you know we partner with mhm
1: yeah, and, and like and you it mentioned just... it's like what 85% of Fortune 500 companies so that's that's obviously a big draw for anyone listening
3: right yeah i mean you know uh and you know, i know jeremy can kind of speak a little bit uh more on behalf of uh some of the um Uh, you know, uh, military bases that we work with as well. Uh, So, I mean, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have uh, clients and uh, integrators in almost every state uh, of the country, um, you know, but it's really good just to get a better idea for them of, uh, you know, who they could work with and still how they can uh, support the government uh, once they do transition out of the military. Because I know for myself, uh, and I'm sure I can speak for Jeremy as well, and that, uh, you know, it's really uh, rewarding to be able to, you know, still be in some, in the, similar type of environment similar type of culture as you are in the military uh with some of these other uh tech companies in the the projects that they're working on
2: Mhm. Yeah and just diving in I mean we it just depends on you know obviously uh to their skill set their clearance level uh everything regarding what they're looking for and what you know they have on that side of the table that we kind of help them connect the dots and find the appropriate Programs or the appropriate projects for uh, that would be a fit for the location and rates and, and just everything you can think of just just making sure that we're keeping them in the right mindset of what's logical and what's gonna be best for them in their career moving forward. I mean, we can talk. There's there's roles from you know non-cleared public trusts all the way to TSSCI full scope polys. Uh, we we work with programs. Uh, across the nation, like the Domino program with with, with Raytheon. Uh, That's actually a $1.15 million IDIQ five-year contract with option years. Uh, That's a special access program that takes TSSCI clear candidates and adds another special access onto their their clearance. And there's just things like that nationally that we have an understanding around and know what these programs uh, entail and what they're going to be supporting and just, you know, helping them regardless of, Where they want to get to moving forward. Uh, You know, what state? I had a candidate that currently lives in Georgia, but is from the uh, Scott Air Force Base area, which is in O'Fallon, Illinois. And uh, he's about two months out, and we actually got him a job with Lidos on base at Scott Air Force Base to get back close to his family. So it just depends on what they're in the market for, what they're really looking for. We take all that into consideration. And as long as the candidate understands that, You know, we're not just trying to force them into, you know, I'm not trying to force a round shape into a square hole or Mm -hmm. anything like that. We just want to make sure that they're getting into a position where they feel comfortable and they feel that they can grow uh, throughout their career or just whatever they they have in mind for that. And, you know, just apply our knowledge of the the marketplace and really hit it home with, with them and what they're looking for.
1: What I think would be so beneficial, too, for the two of you is having had that military experience, and so you're able to relate on a different level than, um, you know, the average recruiter. That's one of the benefits that we have here at Orion as well is that all of our recruiters are former military, and so I think you inherently have a little bit more trust from, you know, the people that you're working with because they know that, like you said, you're not just trying to push them into a role that's not going to be a good fit. Um, you really do want to help them because you've been in their shoes before.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, just coming from that transition phase, we both understand how tedious, how painstakingly annoying, and just how frustrating and it could be. And, and you know, sometimes it could it could be the make or break for a lot of people. I mean, uh, you think you have things set up. Uh, if you don't have that support system to back you up, if things fall through, I mean, you, you, what what could happen is endless. You know, you just want to make sure that everyone has a fair shot and really gets their feet uh, planted firmly, uh, and land, uh, you know, nice and cozy instead of just, you know, hitting the wall. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely nice to be able to help, uh, during that transitioning phase and make sure that these guys are set up, uh, guys and girls are set up for any, anything they want to do, you know, afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. So one of the things that you mentioned a couple minutes ago was, um, for, you know, military candidates who are transitioning into these types of roles, but there's kind of a similar environment. Obviously, the security clearance can help a lot of times, especially I'm assuming with any kind of, um, you know, government contract that you're working on. But is there anything about um, the military candidates experience that you think makes them a good fit for IT roles? Uh,
3: absolutely. Uh, one thing that you know, uh, military military members, uh, transitioning members and veterans are, are very good at is, uh, you know, working in a uh, time driven, deadline driven, uh, you know, uh, projects or manner. Uh, a lot of these projects that, you know, that uh, you see working on, they're time sensitive, uh, whether it be for, you know, the government and needing it to be done, uh, you know, within a, a short time period or, you know, uh, the company itself. So, you know, that's one thing that military members, uh, you know, are very good at. Uh, they learn how to work with a purpose or move with a purpose. Um, so, you know, that puts them one step ahead of every other candidate that we see applying for some of these other uh, roles and opportunities uh, in the market. I would
0: yeah,
1: also I, say... Go
3: ahead. I would also say that, uh, you know, one thing that, um, you know, Jeremy kind of touched on earlier is that, you know, veterans are very uh, tedious. You know, uh, we're being in the military, you have to uh, kind of understand and, and see, you know, Outside of just the normal uh, the normal lines and look outside the box and understand that you're you know very aware of other things that are going around going on around you as well as what's right there in front of you so you know that these little things that you know on a day to day soldiers may think that are you know are just very minute skill set or you know is, a, is just an average everyday skill set is just something that you know a lot of uh, civilians and uh, you know people who are just getting into the workforce that have not had the similar types of experiences they've had. Uh, it kind of puts them one step ahead, uh, you know, so it's just really good for them to understand and know that those skills that they gained while they were in the military uh, are going to in turn help them out here uh, when they start uh, to begin transitioning into the civilian workforce.
2: Yeah, just having that tough skin and that, that drive is, is really, you know, just uncomparable. Um, a lot of the times, you know, when something's said that needs to be done or, uh, you know, they don't take it to heart or they, they're they just ready to get in and, and get the job done and just make sure that the program is staying uh, on course for what it's needed. Uh, projects are getting done on deadline and that there's just no excuses. And that's what they bring to the table.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you said, Brad, it's just a completely different type of um, working knowledge and life experience that you bring to the table versus someone who's just recently graduated college. Correct. So you guys have talked a little bit about all of the things that tax systems does when you're working with candidates. Um, And I know that, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just... Hey, there's an interview coming up with this company. I'm going to submit your resume, and then it ends there. I know you do lots of interview prep and coaching. Can you talk me through what the typical experience would be like if a candidate came to you and, um, you know, said that they were interested in a career that you had open? So let's just assume that they saw something on the website. How would you go about kind of coaching them and, you know, looking at their resume? And what would that overall, what would that relationship look like?
2: So in the initial call um could range, you know, some people get it done a little quicker, some people take a little longer. I like to have a very in-depth conversation, uh, usually takes about 30 to 40 minutes on my initial call. Uh, this could range from oof, just uh, little particulars of what they're looking for from like pay rates, are they open to travel, relocation, what they're looking like on that end, um, what they're looking for in specifics for a program, what are their top three um, best qualities and a company that they want to work for. Uh, Just things on the um, logistic side of a contract. Uh, Then we get into their skill sets, what they want to do in their career, where they see themselves in three years, um, what different technologies and and tools they're experienced with and their roles, whether that's you know, I deal with mostly on the network infrastructure side. Brad deals with mostly on the, mostly on the application side. Uh, but when I talk about network infrastructure, it's usually a lot of cyber guys, a lot of guys on the network administrative, network engineer side of house, systems admin, system engineer, and even guys at the NU support area uh, level that, you know, just want to really get a better understanding of where their skills are going to translate into what roles and digging in there so I don't have to keep coming back to them when I'm talking to account managers or even hiring managers at these companies to let them know, yes, they do have this skill. Yes, they've done it for this many years and just be able to really speak on their behalf uh, in that regard. So that is a big part of my inter- of my first conversation. Uh, also, you know, when I look at a lot of these guys, resume, guys and girls' resumes, it's a lot of the times they shape things, how the military likes to shape things. Uh, and I have to guide them through that process of, lo- of letting them know, hey, you know, hiring managers and companies are looking for specific keywords and how you use said keywords, which is like different tools and technologies they've used. Whether that's like, they want to see, oh, do you have virtualization experience? How long you'd use virtualization or VMware, or Hyper-V and, and just exactly um, what you did with those tools. You know, I, I help them comb over their resumes uh, we'll help definitely make bullet points that tailor to what the job is looking for, what the position itself is uh, needing. And we'll go from there and just make sure that they're represented best by their resume instead of being overlooked just because they didn't put a couple things on there. Uh, so we go through, we comb through that. We talk to two or three managerial references to let the company know hey, this person is qualified these two managers uh, signed off on them this is exactly what they did these are the tools they use just to have another um, staple there to go ahead and let the hiring managers know okay this guy or this girl is legit and you know sometimes uh, we get pushback from hiring managers like hey you know we don't want to move forward with an interview and if i think that my candidate is more than qualified and i feel they may have just rushed a little bit there's things I've done where I've had them take an assessment, like an online assessment that just shows their ability in the skill set, uh, that they are looking to move forward in. And, uh, if it shows very proficient or even if it shows somewhat proficient, I, I won't include it if it's not, you know, up to par and I'll just coach around it. But if it is up to par, and I think we could use that to our advantage, I, I, I have no problem pushing back on my account manager. And my account managers have no problem pushing on the customer. Uh, I had a candidate that they didn't want to interview, ended up pushing a little bit. They went to an interview and offered them the position. So it's just a lot of that back and forth that a lot of our candidates can't have necessarily on their own. It's a it's grouped into a pile of 80 to 200 resumes And that's just having that relationship there with these customers, uh, the hiring managers or the program project managers, um, being able to have, you know, my account manager send a text uh, and say, Hey, you know, I got a guy. He's awesome. Um, Check your inbox. You'll have his resume. Let us know if you want to move forward with an interview, if you have any questions and just having that uh, relationship there really puts us head and shoulders above the rest um, with with getting our foot in the door. Um, Furthermore, I mean, even just when they give us an interview uh, request, we know what the interview is going to entail. We know the line of questioning. We know who's going to be on the interview. You're not walking into a cold interview. Uh, it's always a very warm interview. It's 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 like studying for a test, basically, is like how, how I like to explain it. So they walk in, they're like, okay, I've studied. I know what this is going to entail. I'm going to knock this out the park. And that's what a lot of my candidates tell me. And um, whether it's the hiring managers or the principal SMEs that are going to be on this interview, we give them LinkedIn information where they can look up this uh the, the person that's going to be interviewing them they know where they went to school what they do exactly what they have experience in Uh they know everything that there is to know about the program because we make sure that they're involved and they're actually doing research on their own with the company and the program um, we'll go over line of questioning uh that we've seen in this role previously of like what tools they'd like to get into what experience they like to get into so that nothing is really new to them we also make sure that they come well equipped with two or three questions on hand uh to go ahead and ask the hiring manager the line of questioning that they like to see um and on the back end you know i have a lot of guys that and girls that that interview and they'll they'll tell me hey i haven't heard back for one week two weeks three weeks a while i've had people tell me uh, i actually just got an offer a month and a half later uh, that i totally forgot about that i interviewed for i thought i was out and us having that relationship there, we know about feedback. Feedback usually takes 48 hours, and if it takes longer, we let them know on the front end how long it usually takes, why it's taking so so long. Maybe a manager's out and they want to get with that manager before they make a final decision. Uh, I've had people give an offer five minutes after an interview, whether that's a phone interview or on-site interview. Uh, it just ranges, and us just having those relationships there, it, it just helps us walk hand in hand with them every step of the way instead of them, you know, feel like they're just throwing the resume down an abyss and hoping something, you know, grabs it. And, you know, a lot of the time, it just ends them up on a program that they're not satisfied with and they end up hopping from contract to contract trying to find the right fit. So we just t- like, we like to take a lot of that guessing work out of there and, and help them get into the correct role the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Anything else to add?
3: uh yeah I think jeremy uh you know did a uh, great job touching on it uh one other thing in kind of you know going off what he uh just said elaborated on with uh you know the uh customer relationships there is that a lot of times we have you know current uh current candidates that are working uh you know for on these projects so one thing we're able to also provide to uh you know um uh, any kind of uh, prospective- c- uh consultant would be you know getting them on the phone with somebody who's currently working on the project just so that they can kind of learn you know, from a day-to-day perspective, what it is that they're really going to, you know, going to do, what's gonna, what their day-to-day will look like. Uh, they can even also learn a little bit about the team that they're working on and, you know, talk, uh, you know, talk in a little bit more technical terms than, say, uh, somebody like Jeremy and I who don't necessarily know, you know, the uh, extreme technical side of the house. It gets them, you know, that comfortability of kind of, you know, the day-to-day, what kind of code they'll be doing, uh, what kind of code they're working on, um, what kind of systems they're working on. You know what the uh, future for that team looks like and it's a really great opportunity for them to kind of you know gain a better understanding of what it is they're walking into before they uh you know are set up for an interview so that's what you know that's a really great um a great tool that we have at our you know at our fingertips for us to use for our uh, prospective clients one other thing i think um that we like to do as well i, I know tech system does it i'm not quite sure uh very many other um you know uh, recruiting firms do this but we have you know local market analytics uh, based on, you know, the area that they're looking for, uh, you know, for opportunities, you know, we are able to kind of explain to them what that job market looks like, uh, you know, what, what we're seeing, uh, you know, for trends wise, uh, in that market, where, you know, where we think or where it's looking like the market's going to be at in five years, uh, just so that they have a better understanding of not just short term getting a job, but also long term strategizing for their career, uh, you know, because a lot of times, you know, it's very, it's very stressful just, you know, getting out of the military and understanding or trying to figure out what am I going to do for a job? Um, you know, but we don't want you to just get a job. We really want to uh, help you build a career. So we try to give you as much tool as many tools and uh, as much effective information as possible, uh, within that market or even just general, uh, market information.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, I think when we had talked previously, you guys were talking about the, also like the continued relationship that you have with candidates as well. So I think that's, you know, something that's good for them to know is that it's not just a one time um, I'm going to put you in a job type of thing. You really are wanting to maintain that relationship so that if, if for whatever reason, something doesn't work out, they can always come back and work with you again.
3: Right. No, absolutely. Uh, You know, our main goal, you know, here for, for, uh, you know, for our government services vertical and our team is to really just make sure that, you know, we're helping you find, you know, the best, the best, Position and opportunity possible uh, whether that be you know uh, something for you know, right when you transition out of the army or military uh, Excuse me. I'm, I'm a little uh, biased towards the army myself. <laughs>
0: <know>. But um
3: <laughs> uh, You know when you uh, when you transition out of the military, uh, you know Sometimes we want this great opportunity that maybe we're not quite qualified for so we we help you build the roadmap Okay, hey, maybe you know you you, you may have done something similar in the military but you know if you're able to start here you know, within a year or six months or you know, two years, we're able to help you build up to that position that you really want. Uh, and one of the great thing, one of the other great tools that we have here at Tech Systems is we have continuing education platform. So all of our Tech Systems consultants have available to them thousands of classes free. Uh, you know, on a platform that we provide to them for continual education, whether it be a new technology or some sort of security uh, type of information or technologies. Uh, so that's all you know. Another thing that we also offer to help them kind of build that roadmap uh, for success uh, throughout the rest of their career.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a huge benefit because, yeah, I don't know if you guys face this a lot, but I think we sometimes hear, like our recruiters will hear, um, you know, don't work with recruiters because you know, for a variety of reasons, either your salary is going to be less or, you know, they're, they only care about putting you into a job. They don't really care about what you want to do. So it's nice to hear that, no, that's actually not the case. And especially coming from, you know, you two, because of the fact, like I said before, you're a veteran. So it's not just something that, you know, you're coming to work, you're doing this at the end of the day, you don't care. You do care because you've been in that situation as well.
3: No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing uh, as well, you know, kind of like you said, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, consultants in the industry do feel like they've been placed and forgotten. And, you know, one thing that Tech Systems prides ourselves on is, you know, having dedicated time each month to follow up with our consultants, whether they're current consultants, former consultants or just candidates in general. Um, you know, we, we set aside time specifically one day a month, but we do it multiple times a month. Uh, where our office shuts down, we don't do any recruiting for the day, and we just—it's uh, called service touchpoint. And we just contact our consultants that we've uh, worked with uh, or are currently working with, just to make sure that there's nothing that they need from us, whether it be uh, you know a stapler at their desk or you know maybe they haven't—they uh, feel like maybe they haven't gotten any feedback from their current manager. You know, those are the uh, you know kind of going back to what Jeremy was saying with the relationships with the clients. Those are the things that we're you know our past relationships with clients, or we're able to leverage those. And really, you know, make sure that our consultants, our former consultants, you know, feel like they're in the best uh, possible opportunity for themselves and their careers. And
2: wow, the that's really
1: awesome.
2: And, and the piggyback, we we we're in our role, we're very candidate-focused. Uh, we're candidate-facing. We work with our account managers, which are customer-facing. And we kind of just get a better understanding from them what the customer is really looking for. And we have them hop on calls with our candidates all the time. Um, I just want the candidates to understand that, you know, we're going to do, w- with what you tell us, what you're looking for, we're looking to put you in the best position possible. It has nothing to do with, you know, what we want in that matter. You know, we'll give advice. Sometimes there's a candidate that says, hey, I want this. And, you know, I will know, that is almost unattainable and I kind of have to coach them and let them know where we need to um, make a better guesstimate for what you're looking for at, at that stage in their career. And, you know, just make sure that, that we're all on the same page and that they understand that what they're going, that what they, their skills will translate into is realistic. Uh, obviously we're not going to try and beat you down into like the worst thing possible. We want to make sure that we're accommodating your needs and what you're looking for and, and and continually working with you to find that best, Career or find that best role for you moving forward down the road,
1: yeah, that's awesome I, oh go ahead i think
3: I think one other thing megan, to kind of touch uh you know based really quickly on what you were talking about, where you know uh some people might say that you know uh they can't make as much money with recruiters um you know or you know through through a recruiting firm uh you know i I tend to think um you know opposite from that because we have a really tight grip and understanding on you know, what the current market uh, pay is, right? Like we can see what the trends are for certain companies or certain programs and other, you know, other uh, companies. So, if, you know, to say that, you know, they're not going to make as much money. Well, you know, that's, that may not necessarily be true. In some forms, it, it may be true. And that's really unfortunate if people are taking advantage of, uh, of veterans or really anybody at that point and not giving them what they're what they're worth. But that's one of the things that we really, um, you know, we really pride ourselves on is is helping these transitioning members understand their value and what they're, you know, and what they really do bring to the table. Uh, You know, that's really something I know that our, you know, our vertical really prides itself on uh, as far as, you know, the pay structure and the pay uh, pay scales go. Um, So I think that, um, you know, while, yes, there are some people out there that do, uh, you know, want to uh, maybe take advantage of others. I think our company does a really good job at understanding what the market looks like and are able to you know, help them receive competitive pay rates based on what we're seeing in the market.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of pay, actually, that's one thing that I wanted to ask you guys was, um, what do you typically think about um, the compensation for IT roles as compared to other industries and positions?
3: I would say that it's, uh, you know, um, The IT industry is only growing. It's one of the fastest-growing industries uh, in the workforce today. Uh, Compensation rates and pay rates—they, you know—they kind of depend on which route you want to take. But I mean, you know, not to get too far off base here. But I mean, we have uh, roles where you know we pay people over $100 an hour for their job. Um, So I mean, you know, there's really great opportunities within the IT industry. Uh, we also have, you know, starting, you know, starting out, um, you know, base level jobs that pay, you know, around 20 to $25 an hour. So, I mean, it just really depends on where you're at in your career and really where you want to go. And, you know, that's something that, you know, somebody like Jeremy and I can really help them, you know, kind of map out and, you know, figure it out, um, with them. And compared
2: to other career paths, uh, to be completely honest with you, you know, I, I, the amount of growth potential... For salary after the years of experience uh it, it just grows rapidly um, you can go from making twenty to twenty five dollars an hour to getting a few certifications a year of experience under your belt uh, at the right location and you know be able to make ten fifteen you know you're making fifty percent more year over year sometimes and it it just doesn't compare to other markets where it's you know three to four percent growth year over year where if If these guys want to, guys and girls want to put in the effort, want to put uh, you know the time in to work a full time schedule forty hour a week, still studying for certification, still going back to get school, uh, you know these things add up. A lot of our customers will will have different little tidbits where it'll say looking for someone with eight years of experience without any schooling, and then it'll say looking for four years of experience with a bachelor's degree in a computer science or related field. Or two years of experience with a master's degree in a related field. So while a lot of people say, "Hey, in the tech career field, you don't necessarily need schooling," very 100% true. You do not. But there's a lot of times where you can pretty much double dip and, and get a year of the experience under your belt while getting a year of college done. And a lot of companies will look at it as an equivalent. And uh, you know whether 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 or not you you do, you want to go back to school, it's just putting in the effort, getting the certifications. Getting the years of experience under your belt, learning these new tools, learning new technologies, uh, learning which technologies uh, companies are really looking for and the differences in, in, in pay rates. Um, just one example of the differences between what they're looking for in Windows system administrators are Linux systems administrators. You know, that could be a $10 an hour difference there just because companies are really looking for Linux, uh, Linux guys and girls at this time. You know, there's just so many different aspects to it where we try to give the local market analytics. Um, cause we, we, we see these things day in and day out and we just try to give as much of our knowledge out as possible and, uh, make sure that everyone is kept up to speed. And, um, the growth there is just tremendous in the technical field and it, it's just like, it's not like any other.
1: And, you know, kind of like you've said here over the course of our conversation is that there's just so much opportunity and so much growth the tech industry is only growing so that's obviously something to look at as well when you're you know thinking about compensation is what's the longevity of the industry and it's obviously the future is very bright for tech
3: right and even uh you know aside from looking at just specific you know compensation pay uh you know looking at things such as being able to work from home right so you don't have to spend an hour you know commuting each way to uh you know to your desired work location a lot of times you know companies once you're established within a company uh in the tech industry they'll allow you to work from home a couple of days a week and i mean that's huge you know when it comes to looking at a compensation structure you know that wear and tear on your vehicle uh the lack of you know not having to put as much gas in your vehicle uh you know getting that extra time home with your family uh, you know a lot of times that's not something that we tend to look at directly but that's still an indirect, you know, that's still an indirect perk uh, within a compensation plan as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and working from home is such a big benefit these days. I mean, everyone's working there. Everybody is looking for something like that, but of course you can't always find it starting out. Um, there are just certain, there are certain industries I think that are a little bit more, um, progressive in that way. And yeah, I think tech is definitely one of them. Absolutely do you guys have any advice for veterans who are interested in tech? Like maybe, I don't know, you can each choose your top piece of advice for something you would tell someone who's listening that um, would like to pursue a career in tech.
2: Yeah. It's my number one piece of advice is to not chase the shiniest object uh, that you see. I need, I really, I really talk to my, Candidates about doing their research, looking more into things, uh, on a contract. You know, I have, I've had guys with, and girls that have like, hey, you know, this, this job is offering me so much money. And then once we, you know, start pulling back the layers, it's a, it's a, a surge project that's only three months. Um, or it's another contract that only has six months left on their, uh, period of performance until it goes up for recompete, which means another company could outbid a company. The current integrator, And take the program over, and they could clean house and, and, you know, uh, replace all the employees, or they could bring you on, but say, hey, we're going to pay you $10 an hour less, and you have to get this certification. So there's just so many different things to take into account when other than just pay rates. And, and I have to, I really hit that home with my candidates about really getting a better understanding around what's best for your career as opposed to what's best for, the right now uh, on the pay structure side and uh, just taking everything into consideration Mm
1: mm-hmm good advice
3: I I would also um, add on to that just utilize the tools that the military gives you uh, whether it be schooling or you know certifications a lot of times we see as well um, you know specifically within Jeremy and I's uh, space is you know the government's looking for uh, you know, for people with uh you know CompTIA Security Plus certifications, which is just a uh, you know type of a cybersecurity uh, certification, um, you know that that they're making everybody get. You know, utilize the military as much as possible. In that, um, you know, it may have changed, but you know, at least when I was uh, when I was in the military, they would pay for you know to, you to get certifications while you were in. Uh, and there's also a lot of opportunity for you know those classes uh, and certifications while you know uh, to do like at night while you're still in on active service, I would take advantage of as many of those types of courses as you can go down to your local, you know, um, MWR or any of your, uh, you know, local facilities that, you know, your local uh, colleges there on on base and really see what kind of certifications they offer and begin to understand, you know, what kind of certifications and schooling you need for the type of career that you're interested in. And, uh, you know, take advantage of as much of that as you can while you're still in the transition period.
1: Yeah. I think that's great advice. And then, you know, just going back to the two of you, because obviously your career path is a little bit different. You guys are recruiters, so you are not um, technically working in these types of roles. So it doesn't have to be specific to tech, but for each of you, is there anything that you wish that you had known when transitioning out of the military?
2: Oh man. Um, oof! If I could go back. Uh, so there's just a lot of things Um out there and you know a lot of hindsight is 50 50 and it it, it 2020 it's it's, it's always just looking back and and never thinking you know man i'm so glad i was out you know i miss it all the time i just you know i I tell candidates don't rush it don't don't sit there and just focus on the now the what am i going to do what am i going to do make sure that you have a plan in place um if you don't have anyone to help guide you through what the steps are going to look like what to be prepared for on the outside you know, don't be scared to, you know, lean on a recruiter or reach out to anyone here at Tech Systems, uh, and we'll make sure to point you in the right direction of who's going to have the best understanding of the markets you're going to be looking into. And, and just, you know, you have a whole support group. Don't, don't ever try to do it by yourself. And, to, you know, just lean on people if you need assistance and um, just, just really make sure that, you know, you have a good solid plan for when you're transitioning out.
1: Very good. What do you think, Brad?
3: Yeah, uh obviously uh you know one thing that I would uh you know I wish I would have known is just all the uh available information that's you know that's out there for for transitioning vets uh or members. Um you know there's so many different support groups and you know people that really do want to help veterans, um, you know, look at your local communities and and go to your you know go to your uh you know veterans academic resource centers and your in your colleges and just you know Use them as much as possible. Uh, there are a plethora of information and it generally, you know, if they don't know something, they, they know a resource that you can use that does know it, the answer to something you're looking for. So, you know, just lean on, lean on these uh, veterans groups that are, are out here to help you guys and just, you know, really uh, understand and be aware that, you know, there is a community and a support community around you and you're, you're not alone.
1: Very good. Well, I appreciate both of you guys coming on today and talking with me about tech systems. And, um, you know, like I said, we've had this partnership with you guys for several months now. And so I hope this will be helpful in filling in some of the blanks for people that are interested, but maybe wanted to learn a little bit more.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, Megan.
0: Of course. Thank you, guys.
2: Thanks, Megan. It's been wonderful.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.